Episode 299, September 21st, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 four four, four four Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to support the show? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, and a small fraction from anything you purchase using that link will go to the Jeep Talk Show. If you like what you hear, if you've gotten any benefit from what we do here, then please consider giving back by shopping using our link. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Well, what is ahead for the models of Jeep? No, I'm not talking about those pretty girls in the muddy Jeep bikinis at the last SEMA show. What we're talking about is what we can expect to see from Jeep in the very near future when it comes to the model lineup of its vehicles it's offering. A couple of the biggest buzzwords in the Jeep camp lately are fuel economy and Jeep pickup. So after a long wait and a lot of speculation over design changes to appease the EPA, a more fuel-efficient Wrangler will debut in early 2018, with a Wrangler-based pickup to follow in 2019, returning Jeep to a market it hasn't occupied in decades. Now, speaking of vehicles that we know little to nothing about, we turn to the year-long rumors of subcompact Jeep hitting the markets very soon. What they are calling an A-segment Jeep is coming, and it will be an entry-level, stripped-down model that will be sold exclusively outside of North America where smaller cars predominate auto sales. There's no name, no debut date, no technical information, absolutely nothing else is known about the alleged A-segment Jeep other than the insistence that it will be here soon. But if the rumors end up being true, what should we look forward to from the smallest Jeep of the modern era? Well, your guess is as good as mine. But if my imagination were to take over, I'd say the Fiat Panda 4x4 is going to be a badge engineered to work with the Jeep and its current production lines. Just speculation. Well, what's going on for the Renegade? The Italian-built compact crossover is due for a freshening, which has been pushed into the second half of 2018. The redesigned Compass debuted in North America earlier this year and won't be due for a freshening until at least 2020 based on Jeep's aggressive product freshening history. As far as the Cherokee goes, Jeep's mid-sized SUV has been freshened into its move from Toledo, Ohio to Belvedere, Illinois. It sports a new front fascia and a tail to more closely blend in with the brand's design cues. The Cherokee will be due for a complete redesign in 2021. Coincidentally, the same year that the rumored Grand Wagoneer is to be released. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. As far as the Wrangler goes, the next generation Wrangler starts production in November and will debut at the Los Angeles Auto Show in December. should arrive in dealerships in early 2018. Longer and lighter than the previous model, the 2018 Wrangler, as we know, is going to retain the classic distinctive look while improving aerodynamics. Handling should also be improved and we'll be seeing the addition of an 8-speed automatic transmission or 6-speed manual transmission. Consumers will have a number of engine choices, including the long-sought-after diesel, as well as a turbocharged four-cylinder that has potential to be a decent power plant for off-roading. Production of the Wrangler-based pickup is scheduled to begin at the end of 2018 at, at, after the paint shop is expanded and the factory to currently, that currently builds the Wrangler. The unofficial name so far for the Jeep pickup is, of course, the Scrambler, just like I predicted. The pickup, which won't arrive in dealerships until 2019, will be much longer than previous Scramblers with a two-row cab and six-foot bed. Otherwise, it will share many components with the Wrangler. We turn now to the Grand Cherokee, where the planned refreshing that was scheduled for 2018 has been scrapped 
Instead, a Grand Cherokee will be redesigned in 2019 for the 2020 model year with a focus on cutting weight and improving fuel economy. Meanwhile, the new Trackhawk derivative powered by the 6.2-liter supercharged V8 Hellcat engine will arrive in dealerships later this year. Going, speaking of the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, the Wagoneer family will share a platform with the current Ram 1500, but it will push the upper boundaries of SUV luxury when it appears in mid-2019 after the Warren Truck Assembly Plant in Michigan is retooled. The three-row Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer will be body-on-frame to compete closely with the GMC Yukon Denali and Chevrolet Suburban, is touted as being Jeep's first true offering into the high-end luxury markets. If rumors are true, we'll give everyone a run for their money. All in all, there won't be much as far as massive changes go for the next couple years as the release after the release of this next-generation Wrangler and its pickup brother. As we move from this model lineup to the redesigned lineup for 2020 and beyond, be sure to keep listening to the Jeep Talk Show. We'll be giving you the very latest in Jeep news. And big thanks out there to all of you who continue to help us out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you have something we, you sh- we, we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, well, be sure to let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Did I hear correctly? You said a three-row uh, Grand Cherokee? You might not have heard correctly. I am sick as all hell, so I'm, I'd be surprised <laughs> if I have enunciated anything correctly this evening. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. There will be a three-row, actually two three-row Jeeps. They're talking wow. about the, the, the Wagoneer family. So I'm assuming at least two, if not a rumored third Wagoneer vehicle, uh, which will all be in their more upper-end luxury line of uh, as far as Jeep vehicles go. So these will be bigger, like I said, based on the Ram 1500 frame, and these will be body-on-frame vehicles. So, uh, yeah, these, these should be pretty stout, and I can't wait to see what they end up doing as far as design cues. I tell you what, I'm really excited about that Jeep truck. Um, that's, oh, I uh, know. I want one so bad. Uh, that is, I don't know how good it would be for wheeling with that really long wheelbase, but, um, I, I, of course, well, I don't what know what the wheelbase of, is. What a lot of people are, are, are looking at right now is the fact that, at least so far, rumors have it uh, that this is sharing pretty much the same frame platform as the Ram 1500. Meaning this is going to be a body on frame pickup like the Ram 1500, but be a Jeep. And what I'm thinking of is because of its yeah. length and its size and everything, that this is going to be a Jeep tow rig. Yeah, that would it's be really cool. It's probably not going to be super, you know, really not super practical for most trail rides. Now, there's we're obviously going to see some aftermarket here in the next few years after its release. And we'll see some lift kits and everything else that will make this thing more of a... Uh, you know, a sand dune monster than anything else. You're not going to see this thing up in the trees and on any tight trails, but we're likely to see these things with a trailer behind them and another Jeep. Yeah. And uh, lots of camping stuff in the bed. You as, betcha. As I call them, land yachts. Uh, <laughs> so, and a cool tent to put on the back. Yeah, yeah now true. we're talking. Oh, uh, also, too, I just want to thank you very much for picking out all the red Jeeps to use for the graphics tonight. I thought that was... Yeah, I, I figured I had to get at least a pair in there for you. So, <laughs> yeah, we got a little, a little bit of a mix of everything in there. Got some red, got some black, got some more. <laughs> hey, guys, coming up later in the show, Steer Smart steps up their game, and Tammy's got the inside scoop. You're not going to want to miss this. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. That's right. I said many. If you got a Jonesin for some off-road audio, well, you need to head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. And you're going to be able to find all sorts of stuff going on over there. We have the pod, we have the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and the Trail Chasers podcast. Of course, you can find us there, too, and it's all free. Yeah, I recently listened to a, uh, a new uh, 4x4 podcast. Um, 
uh, from another one from down in Australia. Actually, it's a, a really good interview with uh, Baja uh, Lights uh, Lighting Designs. Uh, I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Baja, uh, I think it is Baja Offroad Lights Design. Anyway, it's about the Baja Lights, and uh, very interesting. They're talking about uh, the uh, the di- the difference of uh, your ability to see based on the color of the LEDs. And uh, something I had learned long ago, uh, we see better in yellow than we do in blue oh, or been, bright I've white. I've been talking about this for years, ever since the big push yeah. for LED everything. Now, I mean, street yeah. lights and everything. Sure, they look bright as hell when you look up at them, but then you look down on the ground, you're like, oh. Yeah, it, uh, the, as they're saying, and I don't want to, you need to go so listen to So yellow is better than white? Well, think yeah. about it. What, why are fog lights yellow? Oh, see, I, maybe my eyes are just messed up. What color is the sun? Yeah, I know. Here yeah. or on Krypton? Well, <laughs> trick question. The one in Krypton's blow, had blown up. But maybe <laughs> if if I had the same power of yellow headlights that I have LED headlights, you could tell a difference. You know, uh, they do make LED. I'm sorry. The, yeah, the little snap-on covers, so you can actually get amber lenses to go over though, and uh, the, uh, over the uh, those little pods that you have. And right. uh, you can use them as fog lights. But anyway, the, the question about uh, why do we use uh, yellow for fog lights? Because not because the light cuts through the fog better, but because our eyes see the cones, rods and cones actually see yellow better. So if you're having obscured vision it, it, and you go to yellow, what little there is to see through the fog, you'll be able to see better. So I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I finally went uh, to the dark side, pun intended, uh, and got those bright white LEDs. It just they just look damn nice. <laughs> the uh, the headlights look so yellow, but I have noticed a problem seeing uh, the the lines on the highway, especially during uh, heavy rain. Oh, huh. yeah. I'll have to pay more attention to that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, but, but catch all those uh, uh, the uh, Sinister Podcast Four by Four Radio uh, on the Four by Four Radio Network. We're all tongue tangled tonight. Well, I guess Tammy hasn't done it yet. I haven't had enough time to get tongue. Something new is coming. (laughs) Coming in October. Big changes coming to the Jeep Talk Show. Longer? Well, maybe. (laughs) You'll just have to stay tuned to find out more. Oh, yes. We're not very far away from October. And uh, starting with episode 301... We're going to be doing things a little differently around here. Josh, I've got some bad news for you. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, no, I know. The pink slip <laughs> Last week I was last fired. Last you heard of me. See, I had to pick on Josh because you're always worried about being fired, Tammy. Well, last week I thought I was getting fired. <laughs> so uh, we are going to, and we're actually going to reveal these things tonight. And uh, just to let you know, we're, uh, we've heard you talking about what about a longer show. And uh, you heard That's some, right. I heard what you said behind our back. <laughs> We uh, we heard about it and uh, we're going to do it. And uh, Josh is almost there. He's almost agreed to, to be here yeah, thirty minutes talking. earlier. I'm almost there. You're ruining it. <laughs> uh, think about baseball. So uh, ninety minutes, an hour and a half of good old Jeep talk show. You know, it's funny. I've heard him talk numerous times over uh, on the feed about uh, these studies, and they say that twenty minutes is the length of the time that you should do a podcast because that's the driving time. But we've heard it repeatedly, and they, they've seen it repeatedly, that longer shows uh, are better for the audience. The audience likes the longer show. So well, we're gonna, uh, 
just so happens that you know the, some of the the top podcasts in the world yeah. are are hour plus long shows, uh, or you know hour long or or longer at least. Uh, so we're we're definitely going to be stepping into the same you know footsteps as as far as more successful podcasts go, anyways. And one of the things we're going to do to fill up that uh, ninety minutes, like we need any any reason to fill up our the, whale song. The t- <laughs> 15 minutes of non-stop whale songs every episode Ooh. starting in October. Nikki G. <laughs> Beginning episode 36 of Whale Song. No, but anyway, uh the uh we're going to have guests. So we're kind of taking the very popular Jeep Talk Colin show and meshing it and hammering it and beating the hell out of it into the Jeep Talk show. So the things that you loved about the uh, the Jeep Talk call-in show were bringing to the Jeep Talk show. So that's uh, right. Guess We're spit in- on it and shove it in. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, here we go. Whether it fits in here or not, we're bring we're combining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's I get a, a little campy when I'm sick. It's the medication. So, uh, but we're going to have a, a guest interview, a new guest each week. And uh, Tammy, should we? Do we have the 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 first guest locked and loaded? Should we go ahead and announce it, or are we still working on that person? Uh that's a solid no. maybe. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll just say it and we'll apologize if it didn't happen. Uh, Ron North uh, from uh, Smear Smarts, uh, Steer Smarts, Steer is going. Smarts. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that really quite really fast. Smeared smarts uh, is going to be uh, Ron's hating that. You know, say the yeah, name no, right. Ho- <laughs> yeah, hopefully we we I haven't really set up a time for him yet, so now he's agreed to do an interview. He's yeah. he's a great guy. We've had we he's agreed inter- to do an interview. Just, yeah. We've interviewed him before. He'll be here. Uh, so next so, Thursday, huh? Uh, not next Thursday because that's episode oh. three hundred. It's three hundred one. Yeah. Yep. So uh, two weeks from tonight. Good episodes, everybody. That's just amazing. Oh, and we had a, a great uh, uh, suggestion from somebody. Actually, it was kind of a, a dig. They said, "I don't understand. You have uh, live video of the show on YouTube, and then you have the another video that doesn't have any video. It's just audio, and it's the same show. <laughs> Why is it on there twice? It's confusing." Yes, it is. <laughs> And he says, and, and besides that, instead of having the whole show, uh, or uh, maybe it was, why don't you have the clips of the stuff that you have to see? You know, cause we do, we often make the, the comment about this is great for podcasting cause we're holding things up to the camera or we're talking about something visually, uh, or we're playing a, uh, an interview like uh, maybe Bart has done at one of these Jeep shows. So, uh, instead of the, the full show. The, on YouTube, we're going to have the clips. A little, little bit more work for the uh, the Jeep Talk Show staff to get those clips out there. But you'll be able to go to YouTube uh, e- even while you're listening to the pod the audio podcast and view these clips. You know, press a, pl- a, a pause on the audio only, watch the video, get those uh, great facial uh, <laughs> facial expressions Tammy makes when I say something uh, uh, untorrid. And when you, uh, when you cross the line, when I cross the line, yeah. uh, when I shake the can up and open it. Uh, but uh, sadly, we're going to end the live video feed. <gasps> so, I know a huge disappointment. That wasn't to all my idea. Of our regular viewers. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Literally, uh, I can't say scores. We've never had a large video audience. I mean, we're competing with uh, all kind, yeah, all, uh, all kinds of uh, videos online. We're we're competing with uh, national television. We're competing with HBO and all those channels out there. 
So we're going to try to focus on the parts that you guys really want to see in the video clips. And it uh, doesn't mean the, the live video feed may not come, may come back, may not come back someday because it could. Uh, but we're going to be ending that uh, starting with episode 301, the first episode in October. So I mentioned earlier that uh, we're going to increase the show to 90 minutes, and I have, have it here in my notes, and I skipped over it. Uh, if you're in Oklahoma, that's an hour and a half. Just to make sure everybody's clear on this. <laughs> sure. John, uh, John Pre-Runner 1982, uh, a sometime contributor to the show, is in Oklahoma, so that's, that's why I'm uh, picking on him. <laughs> uh. All right, well, uh, exciting stuff. Uh, as you can tell by uh, Tammy's uh, remarks, everybody's on board with this. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. But anyway, we hope you'll like It'll it It'll all be good. Yeah, uh, it will be. And, uh, and if it's not, you guys let us know because we want to know uh, how you think. And we ha actually have some reviews coming up here later in the show. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So Wednesday, when I came home from work, there was a big surprise waiting for me in my garage. It was two big boxes that arrived from the brown Santa. I was so excited when I saw that Yeti logo on the box. I knew exactly what that meant. Super heavy-duty steering. Tony and Josh, I'm not sure if you remember, but about three years ago, this company called Performance Stability by Powers & Sons contacted me and asked if they could use my picture of me in my Jeep on their website. And I said, of course. At the time, they were marketing this thing called a steering attenuator for the JK and JKU Wrangler owners. They were specifically targeting soccer mom Wrangler owners, if that's even a thing, um, since this part helps out a lot during highway and city driving. And now this was their first venture into the aftermarket performance parts. They also asked me if I would put one of these things on my Jeep to test it out and review it on my blog. Back then, I was a big chicken about putting stuff on my Jeep. As, I know. <laughs> I'm so mad. I didn't get this whole modification thing. It was still so new to me. So I had a Jeeper friend in Delaware who agreed to put it on his Jeep, and he reviewed it for my blog. At the same time, I also had met another Jeeper online on Google+, who is super knowledgeable about Jeeps. And he was the moderator of a Jeep Wrangler form. So I contacted him about this attenuator thing. He looked into it and he actually contacted Ron with the company and started sharing all this about the attenuator on the form. So this new aftermarket product started to take off. A year later, I finally got the guts to test it on my Jeep. And you know what? I could kick myself for not installing it sooner. It made such a huge difference in my driving, and I'm going to share more on that later in the show during my Jeep Mama product review. So anyways, Power & Sons, now Steer Smarts, <laughs> and myself, we've come a long way from that fateful day. And you know what? They are also Ford Motors' oldest supplier. They started delivering products to Ford back in 1905 by Horse & Wagon. So they've been in the OEM business for 112 years and just beginning in the performance aftermarket business for three years. And three years is about the same time I got into the aftermarket business. So we're kind of on that same path. 
Anyway, so back to those two boxes in my garage. They contain the Yeti Extreme steering kit. That includes a one and a half ton drag link with the Griffin XD attenuator. This is the new Griffin, which is a huge improvement on the one that I have on my Jeep now. The Griffin reduces harsh and negative feedback to your steering wheel. The drag link adjuster is manufactured from a large diameter, one quarter inch thick wall, high strength, 4130 chrome. I can never say this. Molly, chrome Molly. Thank you. you. Steel tubing for maximum buckling strength. Adjuster clamps assure proper clamp force using conventional tools without the possible risk of losing, loosening like large, like large jam nuts. <laughs> now I'm getting tongue tied. There's too many L's there. Uh, I, I, the, I, knew, I knew you were doomed when there was a, a series of numbers in there. <laughs> yes. Designed with right hand and left hand threads for quick and easy adjustment when installed on a vehicle. It's e-coded for longer lasting appearance under harsh conditions. Internal threads and tube are also e-coded for long-term serviceability. It's designed for proper clearance to other chassis components to eliminate interferences and it's got a patent in design. So I'm really excited about that because it's going to keep my steering, um, the jittery steering away from me. So, in the second box is a Yeti XD one and a half ton tie rod. It's going to be a direct bolt on to my Rubicon. Same, some of the same pluses as I just mentioned above. Plus, I'm going to put a few highlights here. Um, there's so many more that you should just check them out on their, their website. But anyway, the tie rod ends use a unique reverse pin technology that prevents the linkage, the linkage from flopping or rocking. Now, this technology is built into the socket, unlike the weak external supports on some competitor linkages. And if you remember, I interviewed CPO, who's also a fan of the Jeep Talk Show and a contributor. Um, I interviewed him because he was testing this out before it went to public market. Anyway, you can find that on my YouTube channel, but he shows how the Yeti does not flop, but my um, stock was flopping, so we he showed the difference. Anyway, that's on my YouTube channel. Um, it also has large one and one fourth inch rolled threads at the tie rod adjuster and drag link ends that provide significantly increased strength over the original equipment threads. The ball joints are thirty millimeters, one and a half ton ball joints designed specifically for the JK. Now these steel ball studs provide incredible impact toughness for extreme duty usage superior off-road durability and then the high quality seals ensure a long ball joint life and their superior seals have been rigorously tested to minimize leakage between the grease now if i remember correctly jeff with adrenaline off-road who helped me install my drag or my drive shaft um, was telling me I was going to need to eventually replace my ball, ball joints pretty soon. And sounds like this probably will do it. Okay, so I'm going to admit I wasn't really sure what that meant. And I just started doing research about ball joints. Now, you guys have to remember all of this is so new and foreign to me. It's really hard for me to understand just from hearing the descriptions or reading the descriptions or even seeing the pictures I need to get underneath my Jeep to see it firsthand. 
like when I had my front drive shaft replaced, I was there during the whole install with two very experienced professionals who were explaining to me everything at the same time that they were showing me this. So it helped me to understand it so much better. So hands-on is definitely the way to go. So when I get my new steering parts installed, I'll get to see and touch and have a better understanding how it all works. And Jeff from Adrenaline Off-Road has agreed to help me out with this install, and I'm very excited about it. Like I said, it's going to help me understand more about my steering components of my Jeep and getting underneath it my Jeep working on the mechanical components is going to start moving me up to that next level of Jeep life. And I just want to say tonight before the show, I was just trying to have, I was having a hard time understanding what the stud was and the different parts. And I was actually showing Tony pictures of it and he helped me explain what the two different sides were. So actually physically seeing something just helps so much more. And anyway, I just thought that was kind of cool. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, no problem. Anyway, a huge shout out to Steer Smarts for upgrading my steering system. And if you want to see those videos I was talking about, um, you can check out my YouTube channel um, at youtube.com slash the Jeep Mama. And episode 203 of the Jeep Talk Show was the interview we had with Ron North from Steer Smarts. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have him for episode 301 as well. So, uh, Josh, I, if I remember correctly, your one-and-a-half-ton steering that you put on your Cherokee was also provided to you by some vendor that I've, I've forgotten who it was for free, right? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, actually, it was, uh, it was all custom-made. <laughs> no, I, I take that back. The um, part of the, uh, the, the drag link and uh, stuff came from uh, JCR. It was just their raw bars. Uh, and then I picked out my own one-ton GM tie rod ends uh, and uh, reamed the knuckles to make it all work. So it's, yeah, over-the-knuckle one-ton. Yeah. And now, uh, what do they mean by one-ton or one-and-a-half-ton? What is that? So that's the, it's the, Tony was a little over-exaggerating with the one-and-a-half-ton. It, it is a very beefy system. It's, it's for all one-ton, you know, stuff off of, um, off of a, a larger vehicle. Um, you know, half-ton, three-quarter-ton, one-ton vehicles. It's all about... Um, the number of uh, you know, bolts on the axle, you know, the, the load rating, uh, how beefy they are, how, how you know taut they are to uh, torque, and you know all that other stuff. So the um, the pickup itself, the the pickup truck itself is rated for a certain what is that towing, Josh? Is is it rated for towing? Uh, or? I can't remember if it's if it's towing or if it's uh, cargo capacity. You know how much weight it can right, hold and right. still drive and and all that sort of stuff. So that one and uh, a half ton basically means you're getting. Uh, like truck level components on your Jeep okay. so that it, it has a, a higher capacity. And, and Josh, by the way, it is one and a half ton is what she said. I was just looking in the show notes. Hers is one and a oh. half ton. So well, they're even better, better than yours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, here's a, here's a really easy comparison, you know, like a, like a Ram 1500 is going to be a, a three quarter ton pickup, whereas a Ram 2500 is, is going to be a full ton pickup and thirty five hundred, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay. yeah, I'm about to look that up because I don't know. Yeah. I'm just always associated with, uh, you know, the when you hear a half ton, uh, three quarter ton, full. You know, I've always associated it with the. You just look at it and you can see it's heavier duty. Right. So I've never really understood myself what that what that actually means. So I just kind of uh, associate it with. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's like a cam. That's a oh, big it's a, truck. It's a full race cam. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody was just talking about full race cams. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Well, folks, coming up in just a little bit, Josh is going to let us know about the latest in synthetic off-road recovery gear. Yeah, Bubba. And if you're looking for a source of Jeep tech info, how-tos, and a gathering of fellow like-minded Jeepers, then head over, head over to our forum, jeeptalkforum.com. Once there, you guys can engage with other Jeepers, ask questions, get answers to your build questions, check out some show and shine and off-road picks, read about other events and modifications, and even find a section of written transcripts from segments right here on the Jeep Talk Show. And if you're worried about how you're going to be treated, nah, don't worry. There's no flaming, no making fun, and of course, no such thing as a stupid question. Whether you're brand new to the Jeep world or you're on your 27th Jeep, well, there's something for everybody over at jeeptalkforum.com. You have a 95% uh, chance of being treated better than we treat Tammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Well, you know, Lighten the bar low. You know, John John Prerunner could be there. Uh, there's a couple of a couple of guys that uh, you know, Steve four point three Alex J could be worse than that one form I was on. So they're, it's they're all gonna, good. They're gonna they're gonna catch some grief. Uh, say hey, <laughs> say hey, 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 uh, <laughs> oh, so the review hey. time. I can't tell you how much I like reviews. Um, you know, we, we do this every week. Uh, Josh, Tammy, and I talk to each other. I see the download count, and I know people are listening to the show, but when we hear from you it's guys, when. <laughs> when we hear from you guys, it's like they really are listening, and they're listening so much, they actually write in or fill, us, fill something out. So uh, it's just wonderful hearing from you guys, basically. Uh, there'll be a hug at the end of the show. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Well, our first one came in um, through, uh, I think this one came in from iTunes. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Yes. Uh, anyway, it came. it's from Shad0FX or Test Reactor, a.k.a. Test Reactor. <laughs> like that one. Four stars for lack of FSJ representation. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I really enjoy the information. I really enjoy the hosts, and it helps me get through my day. The folks on the forum were quicker to answer my XJ question, which is nice. I have to give them a hard time for the lack of SJ, FSJ representation, though. What he's talking about is full-size Jeep. Because ah, I'm okay. a diehard FSJ like fan. Yeah, I'm a diehard FSJ fan to the point I'm trying to fight to get out of debt to pick <laughs> myself up a full-size Jeep as a daily driver. In honesty, this podcast deserves five stars. Of course. So what's a FSJ? What's a full-size full Jeep? Full-size Jeep. So he's he's referring to like the old J10, old J20 pickups, the original uh, Cherokee uh, or the like okay. the, the the old Wagoneers, the uh, the old Woody's uh, style uh, Wagoneers. Um, those are all full-size Jeeps, and and so he's looking at something like that. Think of the old Kaiser pickups and and, and that era of Jeeps. They were all very larger, much much larger vehicles, and, and it wasn't until. Um, you know, 1983, 84, where they came out with the uh, with the XJ Cherokee, that things changed dramatically. So, yeah, it was pretty. So, fun. why would my Jeep not be an FSJ? It's not a full size vehicle. Your Jeep <laughs> is actually smaller than a full size truck. And when we're yeah. we're talking about full size vehicles here, this is what we're talking about. And a Jeep is is not what we consider a full size Jeep. Now, obviously, a four door JKU. Uh, that's lifted on 37s is going to be larger than you know your your stock right. uh, you know your stock you know Ram 1500 or something like that, but it's still not a full size vehicle as it were. So it's not uh, the this way is what it we're was. talking about. Full size Jeeps is from a it's from an, a bygone era when Jeeps were a lot bigger than they are now. Yeah, with V8s huh. and uh, I had uh, no idea. Uh, <laughs> everything, all the gas mileage was below 20 miles per gallon easily, like you in the 15 mile per gallon. 
Um, so, uh, and, and they were all red back then. They, all the Jeeps. Oh, they were <laughs> All the Jeeps <laughs> until 84 were red. <laughs> you know, when I read this, I thought he was talking about the, the uh, FJ Cruisers because I didn't, you know, got the dyslexia oh, thing. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure. like, I'm like, what? It's not a Toyota <laughs> podcast. It's we're a Jeep not, podcast. <laughs> we're not covering the FJ Cruisers? I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, and then I took the time to actually look at it. And, oh, he's talking about the full size Jeeps. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was funny. That reminds me of uh, when we were uh, bashing the uh, the new Cherokee, Josh. There was people mm. coming out of the woodwork going, hey, what about the Cherokee before yours? Yeah. <laughs> and I was right. like, oh, I would had to go look it up because I didn't really, you know, I, I knew about the Wranglers and the CJs. Oh, the Cherokee Chief. Yeah. You can and, forget about that. And then, I mean, I never knew the name of it. And then when I went to look it up, I went, oh, well, it's it's too bad. It's too late to take back all that stuff now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they weren't, if they weren't so hard to find in, in decent condition, and if oh. the parts weren't so rare and everything else, they, they're great platforms. I'd really be considering uh, picking up one for my next project as well, but uh, Ray Shad, man, uh, you're 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 some some pretty crazy territory. You want to get a full size Jeep as a daily driver? You must have a short commute. But uh, in any, any case, uh, make sure you you stay in touch, man. I'm really curious to see what you end up getting and absolutely. What you end up doing with yeah, we'd love to show some pictures here on the show too. Absolutely. So we have another one. Uh, this one came from Facebook. Yes, you can do reviews on Facebook. Just go to uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, there on Facebook. And don't forget to uh, to like the page, uh, friend us, or whatever the hell it is. And uh, we got like. this review. Is it like? No. What is it? Whenever you, you friend you friend somebody on oh, Facebook, yeah, right? Friend, yeah. Like follow friend. Uh, just do press press all the buttons. Uh, so we have this uh, review from uh, Corey Carlson, five star of course test reactor. Uh, I like the show. It's good to hear about the different Jeep stuff, even though it doesn't usually work with CJ's more grief. Here, we're getting more grief about what, yeah, what Jeeps we're covering. <laughs> I have two CJs. Uh, one is uh, matte red, and the other one is red. No, and no the other way. one is and the no, other one no. is red. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Back up. I'm sorry. Did I miss? <laughs> you must have misread that. I don't know. Your listexia is really <laughs> affecting you. Well, I mean, with the FJ Cruiser thing, and the, you know, so that just make, makes sense. Anyway, he says he is. Uh, <laughs> his two uh, CJ7s. One is matte black and blue, and the other one is brown. And then there was a lot of I think I remember seeing a lot of CJs that were brown back back in the day. So thank you very much for that review. Oh, uh, but he what does say, yeah, it's on the next page. Uh, he does say my first CJ I owned was red. Why did you, you get go. rid of it? Love the show. Keep it up, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Um, and Tammy, Tammy, you have yeah. uh, you have a, a, a an official uh, correction oh, oh, to make, don't yes, you? Now, I do. now this is serious. I'm she very was shamed. she was bemoaning uh, this. She was really bothered by doing this, and I said, and "Don't the, just don't worry about it." Genuinely got to her. Yeah, genuinely got to her. Don't worry about it. Everybody would make the same mistake. I mean, uh, it's me. obvious. Yeah, it was that. The, the, did you see the comment I made in, in chat? No, I, Josh? Must have, I must have must have missed that. Yeah, I said uh, Josh would have made the same mistake. The same gender mistake, except he would have pronounced the name immaculately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are we talking about here and who do we owe an apology to? So last week for the reviews, I um, copied and pasted a little comment from my YouTube channel. Um, I, I totally even forget what the comment was about. But anyway, I read it as Kristen. 
And we talked about mm-hmm. this comment and we kept referring to this person as a she, blah, blah, blah. Obviously. Well, uh, yeah. And we um, obviously, I obviously forgot to read the I-A-N at the end, um, but it's spelled with a K. It's Christian. Oh, um, no, I wouldn't have got that at all. Yeah, he is not a girl. Yikes. All is good. <laughs> he and I have been emailing back and forth oh, good, um, good. all day. It's He's really cool. Um, I'm going to send him a Jeep Talk Show koozie, which he doesn't have a, own a koozie, by the way. And the really cool thing about this is he lives really close to me. Um, oh, just wow. right over there on the other side of the Potomac in Virginia. And he goes wheeling. <laughs> yeah, he goes wheeling at Big Dogs Off-Road in Gore, Virginia. Which we'll be I've talking always... about them a little bit later in the show, too. Excellent. Exactly. Um, and he asked us to put that in the show, which you already have. Anyway, so um, they're actually going wheeling the weekend of October 14th and 15th. Unfortunately, um, I have other plans that weekend. But oh, you I'm can cancel them. No! You can cancel them, Tammy. Well, it's okay. It's the husband's birthday. So. If, if Ron North can do the interview, you can cancel that and go yes. up, go wheeling. Um, so I'm hoping to hook up with him and his group this spring and he's going to allow a girl, uh, that in quotes for all you listeners out there to go wheeling with them. So thank you, Christian, for being so, um, open-minded. Yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the, the koozie is a perfect thing to send, uh, to him, Tammy, because, uh, being a guy, he can actually put it on something. Everybody drinks beer. Road sodas. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Automatically played after every of Tony's jokes. No. Yes. <laughs> we could just think if we could get somebody to do the editing. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> editing with a uh, with a cause. But anyway, we love your love your reviews. Please keep them coming in. We hadn't seen some for a while, and uh, we miss you guys. Yeah, and if you uh, don't want to find any one of the many sources online where we disseminate this show from, where you guys can leave uh, reviews and, and uh, give us a comment and stuff, like iTunes, like Stitcher Radio, like YouTube, like Facebook, if none of that is up your alley, well, you can always give us a call. Uh, we have a 24-7 voicemail line set up. Nobody will ever answer that. So you guys can leave a message, 3 o'clock in the morning, three sheets to the wind. It's all good. 530 675 4102, or you can head over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and we have a, a little thing there on the right side of the page that says leave message. It's pretty much like an online answering machine. It's called SpeakPipe, and it's a great way to leave us a message. You know, we haven't had a drunk voicemail in a, a very, very long time. We get one every week. It's called Nikki G. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Good times indeed. Good times indeed. You got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good, because I can... It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Most certainly is. We're going to be talking about kinetic ropes and closed-loop recovery systems. Well, over the last several years, there's been many improvements in recovery gear. One of the most noticeable in the industry is the addition of synthetic winch line. In addition to this, there's been many improvements over the way that we connect our recovery lines to anchor points, recovery points, and more. Things have come a long way from the age of steel cable and hooks. With these improvements of synthetic and composite materials and new-age interconnects, recovery of a stuck rig has never been easier or more efficient. One such improvement is the adaptation of what is being called closed-loop winching and kinetic recovery gear. 
Closed loop winching is basically a term to describe the use of recovery gear that has no open ends. Think of something like a tow hook. Although it's good for 20 some odd thousand pounds or more, it's made out of durable steel, can be ran over, chucked across the trail, or even welded upon if you really wanted to. The fact of the matter is it has an open end, which could come undone in certain circumstances. Over the last couple of years, an invention has come to be a little more popular in certain off-road circles and even won Best New Product at the 2015 SEMA Show. When space is at a premium and you're trying to reduce as much weight as possible, starting with the recovery gear bag would certainly give you a massive opportunity for weight reduction. Some of you may have already seen some of the stuff in use on the trails, and some of you might be steering very clear of it. What we're talking about here are soft shackles. They have a ton of potential to lighten the load in our gear bags. And although there are, there are a number of ways to build a soft shackle, not all of them are created equally, and unless you really know what you're doing, I'd recommend against trying to do it yourself. The name you guys have probably already heard of, uh, many of you probably by now at least, is Bubba Rope. They are the originators of the Kinetic Energy Snatch Rope, a stretchable rope that uses kinetic energy to pull a vehicle free from being stuck. No more jarring your fillings loose as you get jerked out of a mud hole with sudden neck-breaking forces. These ropes stretch like crazy and actively use their own kinetic energy to softly and reliably get your stuck vehicle moving again. Bubba ropes come out with some other stuff too. They've got these things called gator jaws. They're synthetic shackles made from plasma rope, which is the highest strength rated synthetic rope available. These tow rope connectors are stronger than comparable steel shackles. That's right. I said this rope is stronger than steel. Gator jaws won't rust. They are extremely lightweight and they float. So gone are the days of sifting through mud puddles on the side of a mountain to find that drop D-ring. And with a 32,000-pound braking strength, these things can even yank out that bro-dozer who thought he could follow you. <laughs> now that rating far exceeds the rating of most D-ring shackles and tow hooks. Being flexible also means it can easily wrap around the most difficult of pulling points, recovery points, or wherever else you need to or want to attach it to. Unlike a D-ring that requires pins or a threaded rod to remain secure and closed, Gator Jaws use a proprietary button knot and self-tightening loop that will not slip off during use. It actually gets tighter the more you yank on it. Now this makes these things, these soft shackles, so safer than any steel ones. Now, argument doesn't end there though. At nearly double the cost of the, even the best D-rings out there, the price certainly would have anyone questioning whether or not it's worth the weight reduction, safety, and ease of use. And then there's the longevity. And we've all seen nylon rope that has gotten a little brittle, and brittle rope breaks very easily. Now, even this high tensile strength plasma rope, which is rated for 32,000 pounds, can be weakened substantially by even the smallest amount of fraying. Now, the same applies for any kinetic energy recovery rope or synthetic winch line. Now, although there is no match for the strength and durability of bubble ropes, they too can fail due to frays, splits, or tears. However, nothing beats the efficiency of something like kinetic recovery. It's safer, easier on both rigs, and is far faster than pulling winch line. Regardless of how you outfit your recovery gear bag, I think everybody needs to check out these soft shackles. Head to your local off-road shop or check out some videos online of these things in action. They certainly deserve a chance in the off-road world, so if you haven't ever heard of kinetic, in kinetic recovery rope or soft shackles, it's time to do some research. Now, I, haven't, I don't have any soft shackles in my recovery bag, only because I know my gear very well and I know how to use it. I've been in many recovery situations on both sides of the winch and in all kinds of conditions. I know a thing or three about what works on the trail in the sand, snow, or mud, and, well, what doesn't. But that doesn't mean that I won't be adding some soft shackles to my gear bag here very soon. And if you're looking for the best in kinetic recovery gear, head over to BubbaRope.com. Check out what they have there, and if, there's, if you're looking for more on closed-loop winching gear, well, check out the precision engineering gear from Factor 55.
And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with a subject line, Tech Talk. So uh, I can't remember if I forwarded this or if it was sent to all of us. Uh, they were asking, uh, uh, asking us a question, and I'm sorry, I forget the name. I forgot to do it in the show notes. But they were asking about these uh, synthetic um, uh, D-ring replacements. Did you see that? Was that the, the, the reason for this uh, Yeah, actually, that's what, that was what sparked this off. So i got to give thanks to Dustin T., who uh, sent you. us this question. Uh, he was uh, asked, basically wondering what we all thought about this sort of stuff and wanted to know if we could uh, touch bases on this in the show. And by all means, we love hearing from you guys. And if you guys have something that you want to hear us talk about or want us to you know, research and uh, you know, shed some light on, well, send us an email or give us a call. Let us know what it is that you're looking for, and we'll go ahead and take care of it here on the show. Yeah, so I just want to mention that because it's really important uh, what you because you guys can help control what you hear on the show simply by asking those questions or wanting more information. I mean, it's very easy to research things on the Internet, so we really appreciate you taking the time to ask us because your question is going to be somebody else's question out there, and that way we get That's a chance right. to, to share it with them. So um, the, the, I couldn't help but think, uh, Josh, that uh, what yeah. you were reading about those uh, synthetic shackles, um, how they get uh, stronger as you, you know, try to pull them off, they won't come off. I'm just, right. I'm just thinking of how much uh, happier Tammy would have been if she had gone oh. with these D-rings. <laughs> <laughs> these soft shackles instead of purple D-rings. Instead, uh, instead of the missing D-ring. that <laughs> They might not have stolen them. <laughs> Well, now, the only thing, I mean, I do see a couple of drawbacks for these, especially the lightweight. In an open-top Jeep, if you have, like, let's say, a, you know, a milk crate in the back that you toss all your recovery gear into and, and you're driving down the freeway to the trail, well, a good gust of wind could just pop one <laughs> oh, of these no. things right out the back, you know? Uh, certainly couldn't happen with that, you know, with a D-ring. Those things don't necessarily walk away by themselves. <coughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Not one. Uh, they take them all, uh, damn it. You know... <laughs> But, but no, I, I do believe that these things will become more of an industry standard as the years go on. This is brand new technology as far as recovery gear goes. And um, like I said, these things have only only been out on the market for a couple of years, and which means that they really haven't become mainstream yet. There, right. there hasn't been a lot of people that are out there using these things yet, so they're not very well known. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that have never heard of a soft I have, shackle. Before. I have never heard of a soft shackle. So, you know, it's, it's very more, it's a lot more common in, in slackline or rigging and stuff like that. These are going to be terms that, that are, are common or synonymous with, with people who deal with knots and rigging and rope and, and recovery and, you know, all that sort of stuff for a living. Now, I don't do that sort of stuff for a living, but like I said, I've, I've been in many recovery situations on both sides of the winch and, and this sort of stuff I, I just, I know about because I'm a gearhead and I, you know, I, I talk about this sort of stuff with my Jeep friends. So, so I'm going to have to look this up. Uh, is, are these shackles the same type of deal where you could leave them hooked up to the bumper like, like you do D rings or is it well, something you have to keep in the back? Well, these are a closed loop system. So you would sort of have to untie some things to leave, you know, one end or, or the other, you know, hooked up. So, I mean, you wouldn't want to leave these things on your Jeep. Somebody could just very easily, you know, come and walk away with them and, and being around, you know, forty-five to fifty-five dollars a piece. Not Yikes. something you necessarily yeah. want to leave, you know, dangling on the outside of the Jeep. So that was gonna be my next question because I think my, I think they would look kind of silly, don't you think? I, I don't know what they look like. I gotta look them up. Well, I mean, if it's what I'm looking at right now on what factor fifty-five. 
Uh, Factor 55 has some. BubbaRope.com has, has some. There, there are many um, manufacturers out there that are trying to hop on the bandwagon. Let me tell you, though, uh, there has been many no, reputable off-road uh, publication-related type of industries out there that have done tests on these things. Hands down, nobody compares with Bubba Rope. They don't have the ratings that they, they, that they claim to. They don't last as long as they do. They break easier. They, they're not as easy to use. They don't have the reputation. If you are looking for the best, Bubba Rope is the only one that lives up to its actual specs and reputation. The other people out there, eh, not quite as much. So if, uh, if any, I don't do this very often, but if uh, any of you uh, vendors out there listening to us, and we do have uh, several vendors listening to us, uh, which I'm very proud to, proud to say, uh, if you have uh, some of these soft shackles that you'd like for us to try out, uh, one of the three of us would, uh, would love to uh, get our hands on one and uh, maybe go out and shoot some videos. So just uh, you know, give us a contact, info at jeeptalkshow.com. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again. Love that. Love that one. <laughs> Haven't heard that one in a while. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. It's Nate. I just thought I'd call and check in. I knew you guys haven't heard from me in a while. Haven't done a lot of Wrangler stream in a while. And, well, I just wanted to let you know that I haven't been abducted by Nikki G's people or anything like that. I've just <laughs> been really busy with work and a few other personal projects that are going on. Um, unfortunately, none of them are nifty and Jeep related. Um, I've actually just been chasing down a weird squeak underneath the hood of my Jeep. That's about the most Jeeping I've been getting in. Um, the good news is I think I finally found it. But uh, at any rate, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I've been mulling around an idea in my head for a uh, Wrangler Extreme segment on Jeeping with kids. As some of you know, I've got... Two little girls, uh, one of which is, uh, you know, old enough that she's been keeping with me for a couple years, and the other one is just old enough that she's starting to come out with us now. And I thought I might come up with some ideas for other parents that have young kids, and, you know, how you might safely and and enjoyably wheel with your young kids. You know, I don't know if that'll be something you guys are interested in or not, but uh, if you are, please let me know. Let me know if there's, uh, you know, some ideas on what you might want to hear. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's all I was calling about. Just thought I'd let you guys know I haven't vanished off the face of the planet. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, I and Josh thought it was an excellent idea. Tammy hated it. Uh, she says there's no oh. no kids should be on the trail. No, actually, yeah. I do have a question uh, for you, Nate. If you do do this, uh, and don't be a tease by not doing it, uh, what about neck bracing? You know, when you, you, you get the kids in the car seats and they're off-road, and do you have to put some sort of neck? Yeah, I'm serious, because, uh, you know, you can really take some uh, uh, some wild yeah. uh, some wild rides. I've, I've seen those. Uh, well, most of the kids um, really young would probably be in their car seats and five-point harnesses, but they also have the seatbelts. I think Nate has his kids in those I just get them all hands devices, hands devices, yeah. you know, the things that you see the F1 drivers using. Yeah. There you go. Just strap those heads. Stevie to, Wonder thing. 
<laughs> well, you know, whenever when kids are, I guess it really depends on the age. But uh, that would right. be an interesting question too, Nate. Uh, well, how old is uh, how old does a child need to be before they go off road? I mean, you could go on trails and stuff. That's just that's like being on road for the most part. But I mean, if you're doing some rock crawling and that type of thing, um, you know, is there would you want to do that with a child? And uh, is there some sort of extra safety that you'd have to take into account? Also, too, I think this would be a good place to to throw this in. Uh, Nate uh, does this Wrangler Extreme uh, segment for us. We have a, a little area in our show notes in the show for contributor uh, segments. And you don't have to do a regular recurring segment, but if you have something to share with the show, uh, please give us con- you know contact us and uh, shoot us the idea or shoot us the information. I'll tell you it needs to be uh, between three and four minutes long. Uh, we, we always tell Nate three minutes and <laughs> he's usually, he's gotten better about that. Uh, so, uh, if you, if you got something you want to say, and if it, if you can't say it in three minutes, make it multiple segments, uh, and then we'll play it on multiple shows, but, uh, we'd love to hear from you and, uh, just yeah, even a, if you're a, if you're the foremost expert on lug nuts, uh, we'll yeah. definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. You know, everybody's, everybody's got learning. a fair amount of information on one thing or another. You know, you may not be an expert on axles, but you might be an expert on switches, you know? So if you, you got something to say about switches, well, give me a few minutes on the show. Uh, my grandma was an expert on switches. All um, right, get out the back and get me a switch. <laughs> yeah. Go, go over there and pick Man, out. Pick out a switch, and you know which one I I want. Don't get me that little thin thing like you tried last time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, great uh, great hearing from you, Nate, and uh, let us hear more about that uh, those ideas and and the rest of you as well. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is uh, Quinn, and uh, I just had a quick question for Josh. Uh, so I drive a '97 uh, TJ. It's a uh, sport, so it has the inline six. Um. And I was, I was wondering, I just listened to the episode about uh, exhaust and mufflers. And uh, so I have, I have an aftermarket header. And uh, then the rest of my, my system is a two and a half inch system. And uh, I, my buddy has a three inch muffler off his truck and he sold it to me. So my question was that, am I going to get any benefit uh, gains out of, going from like from my catalytic converter uh to a three inch uh, two and a half catalytic converter to a three inch uh, muffler and and back um or is that going to hurt my system at all or or anything uh if if i does if it doesn't hurt my system then i'll just go for it even if there's no gains but just curious if uh, i'm going to see any gains out of anything all right uh, thanks uh bye all right, I got I got, got a few a uh, few things to say for you, Quinn. Um, first off, uh, unless you have replaced your catalytic converter already, uh, it is a two and a quarter, uh, two and a quarter in, two and a quarter out. Um, and so, th- really, any weak point of any exhaust system, especially if you're going for a free flowing uh, exhaust system, is going to be uh, is going to be the choke point. And typically, that is around the catalytic converter. They they are what I would consider the the least flowing. Uh, piece of the whole exhaust system. Um, and so if you do have aftermarket or a high flow cat, well, then we can move on. Um, ultimately though, you don't want to get any bigger than, than, than two and a half inch exhaust on a straight six. And the reason why is because once you start opening up the exhaust that much, you lose so much back pressure that you're going to start eating away your torque. You're going to yeah. start eating away some of that horsepower down low 
where you want it. Now, unless your 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 ninety seven TJ is you know like a sand dune monster that where you're just you know you're 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 thrashing up the dunes at a high RPM all the time, well you know then this might be able to be applied, but ultimately a three inch exhaust is going to be a larger can as well. And now you're going to be talking about sacrificing ground clearance. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, it, even a cat back exhaust system is only going to be giving you, you know, one to five, maybe horsepower, you know, that's a well-designed system. Now you start piecing things together and start throwing in, you know, uh, a muffler that wasn't designed to work with that cat back system well, now you're changing the flow dynamics of that exhaust, and it's not going to give you the kind of performance that you're looking for. And ultimately, it's going to start changing where the power band is. Now, you used to have that grunt nice down and low between 1,800 and 2,800 RPM, and now it all of a sudden it's jumped up to 3,800, and you're not getting any grunt until you're almost redlining. You know, And I'm not going to say that that's exactly what's going to happen, but you are going to notice a change in your torque and where in the RPM range that you're really seeing that by doing something like a three-inch exhaust modification on something like a straight six engine. So uh, I think that the solution here is to get a nice uh, six-inch tailpipe uh, little add-on that you just bolt onto the, the tailpipe and make it look like it's a, a six-inch uh, system all the way through. No, Have no, you no. seen that on the on the, the <laughs> yeah, trucks? Yeah, I've seen the on the, on the big diesel trucks. Yeah, the gigantic <laughs> huge, mufflers. like maybe eight inches across. It's this. Well, we got the guys ridiculous. out here with the diesels that are all about the stacks and stuff, yeah. and it's just like, oh, good lord! All right, man. everybody's <laughs> yeah. about rolling coal out here. So yeah, that but no, the, um, that back know, really, pressure is really important. Really, Quinn, um, the three-inch muffler is not going to be the best option for your Jeep. Can it work? Yes. Will it work? Yes. Yeah. Is it going to give you a, a you know a performance upgrade? That's going to be questionable, uh, especially if you have an aftermarket cat back exhaust system already. Now, if your exhaust system is completely stock, you know, and somebody has a three inch exhaust, you know, um, slap on there, well, you know, or three inch, you know, muffler rather, I should say, um, you're, you're probably going to notice some degree of change there because you're going from a stock two and a quarter in and two and a quarter out muffler to a more free flowing three inch in and three inch out. Now there's going to be a lot of custom work here as well. I was just going to ask about adapters. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to have a bunch of adapters in there. You're going to have to have all those welded in. If you're not welding those in, there's going to be a bunch of clamps in there. And then you're talking about leaks and other points of failure that you're just adding into the system. And it's just, you know, ultimately there's going to be a lot more cons than pros when you start writing everything, listing everything out. So if it was my Jeep Quinn, I would go ahead and put that three-inch exhaust on Craigslist, try and get a little bit of something out of it, and put that money into an exhaust system that is designed for the inline-six, for that four-liter, and it's really going to give you the performance upgrades that you're looking for. You know, I'll probably forget to do this, but I'll say it anyway. They make a very inexpensive device that you can uh, screw into the uh, upstream O2 sensor port and turn your engine over, and it will actually show you how much back pressure you have. Oh, interesting. And uh, I haven't. I bought it from mine because I was trying to, to diagnose a, a, a clogged catalytic converter, uh, and uh, I would I could get nothing but zero on mine. <laughs> so I had <laughs> no back pressure as far as I could tell, or I wasn't doing it right. But uh, it, it's on Amazon, and of course uh, we don't always mention it every show. Well, actually, I guess we are doing it in uh, this week in Jeep. But if you go over to uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon before you make any Amazon purchases. We get a little uh, a few cents for those purchases. But anyway, there's a uh, uh, it was less than 50 bucks. I think it was around 25 that you can actually check the back pressure on your exhaust system. 
And I yeah, would start course, from I'm, there. I'm, I'm sure sorry. a lot of people aren't going to, I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to know what to do with those numbers though. And, and so I would say, uh, specifically to Quinn, at least, uh, Quinn, if you want to write me an email info at jeeptalkshow.com and, and, uh, just, you know, put in Quinn in the subject line or whatever, uh, and let me know exactly what sort of performance upgrades that you're trying to get out of your four liter, out of your 97, um, Jeep there. And, uh, we can start talking about which direction you might want to go. And I can at least help start getting you pointed in the right direction as far as what to do for the kind of performance upgrades that you're looking for. Wow, great offer. Thank you, Josh. You know what time it is. I'm just waiting for it to start. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I just want to talk about uh, Jeep addiction. Yeah, it's a real thing. Cause, uh, of course. Once you buy a Jeep... Then you have to go out and buy all the accessories and upgrades and little bits and pieces for it. And uh, if you're unfortunate enough to buy the Cherokee, then you have the big repair <laughs> bills on top of that. And uh, it, it gets expensive. And, you know, desperate people start doing desperate things like uh, selling their children's toys and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, my kids Puppy. are all kind of grown. And they don't really have anything. So uh, I started selling uh, some of uh, Wendy's stuff. Uh-oh. I started with uh, her vacuum cleaner because, uh, after all, I was just collecting dust anyhow. Oh, for F. All right, boys and girls, I'll catch you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was going a completely different direction. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, boy. It Wendy's going to hand him his ass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the 90 degree it's either a 90 or a 180 or two 180s oh, and a 360 <laughs> always 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 gets me laughing love me some nikki g <laughs> you expect so I, the unexpected i i for some reason i can't get in the chat room right now my cl- chat room's all blocked off we're trying to get you Any, to pay attention to the show tammy yeah no i probably <laughs> no somebody asked me a, a question in the chat room and i feel bad because i can't answer it it doesn't it, I answered sometimes it for I, you. it's okay sometimes i try to click on there and type stuff in and it doesn't work and i have to click on the page someplace else and they go back and click on it and it works uh, i wonder no, if that's I've been, I've been clicking left and right yeah okay well anyway fortunately it's time for you to talk some more yes i know so now i can't <laughs> be looking in the chat room so it's it's time for my product review and I know I've reviewed this before, but since we're talking about early the steering. The, earlier in the show, right? Yeah. Well, no, this is a little <laughs> bit more in depth. No, and I did review this way back. I can't remember what episode. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about the Griffin by SteerSmarts. Before, when I um, reviewed it, it was um, the steering attenuator by Performance Stability when I installed it back in 2015. And it's designed to help reduce the... Ru- the harsh road feedback you feel in your steering wheel when you're driving your Jeep Wrangler. The company also stated it's supposed to make your driving driving your Jeep safer and to give the driver a peace of mind. And at the time before I installed it, I didn't know what any of this really meant because, you know, before I got my Jeep, I just got in my car, t- turned the key and just drove. I didn't pay attention to any of this stuff like I do now. So I did some research on the subject of oversteer, jerky steering, the attenuator, and all the steering parts of the Jeep. And it wasn't until I started this research that some things about myself and my Jeep <laughs> became clear. 
I'm going to let you in on a little secret of mine that I never, never in a million years would ever admit to anyone. But back then, I dreaded driving my Jeep on the interstate at speeds over 50 miles per hour. But I was <laughs> never, I was never going to let that in. Uh, anyone know that because that would just give ammo to all the people who thought I was crazy for buying a Jeep at my age and being a mom. So I just remember being tense driving on the interstate. I'd always have both hands on the steering wheel. I would never sit back and relax. I wondered if it was the fact that I was just getting older and I was soon becoming one of those old drivers cruising 40 on the interstate because I was so nervous. Or maybe I just wasn't manly enough to handle that awesome piece of machinery yeah. that I was in. Yeah, yeah. man That's up. it. Yeah. <laughs> but once I installed the Griffin, I was expecting maybe just a little bit of difference. But immediately I felt the steering wheel was so different. It was so much better. It was almost like someone took a screwdriver to my steering wheel and tightened it up. It was amazing. I could still... I could still feel the slap of those mud train tires I had on my Jeep at the time. I still bounced in my seat as the Jeep rumbled over the bumps and cracks on the highway. It was still the same great Jeep ride, feeling all the grooves and contours of the road, but the steering was so much better. And unless you drive a Jeep Wrangler, you really don't understand it, but it, it was amazing. And even now, in my Rubicon that it's lifted and with the bigger tires, I can still cruise down the interstate with one hand. Shh, don't tell anyone that I'm driving with one hand. Um, I even find myself hitting speeds over 65 because that <gasps> Griffin, oh my God. I know Reckless. the Griffin makes such a huge difference. And now what's exciting is they have made so many more improvements to it. I can't wait to test it out again. Um, to see how well this new Griffin does. And you can check out more information on the Griffin at steer, S-T-E-E-R, smarts.com. Well, you need to slow down, young lady. You're going to have to have one of those uh, back fin stabilizers to go on your Jeep if you uh, just yeah. bring it up a little a little faster than 65. Well, some places you can drive 70. Gee, you can drive 70 anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they usually frown when you get in front of the schools doing that, though. But you know, well, well the, yeah. if the bus wouldn't stop and get in the way, you wouldn't have to pass them, right? <laughs> what the hell do those yellow lights mean, anyway? And what the hell was that bump? Um, so, <laughs> what? Too far? Did I go too far? <laughs> oh, you know what I'm missing? No, yeah. I moved it. I moved it. That's what it is. I'm looking up here on the uh, on the thing, looking for the. Uh, the intro for this uh, next segment and I don't see it. I still don't see it. Did I move it? Uh-oh. Well, we could just go crackle, 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 crackle. Okay. You, fire. you be crackle, the, crackle. you be the cricket, rub your legs together, Tammy. And uh, Josh, <laughs> you do the frog noise <laughs> and I got to go to the bathroom. So I'll chirp, do the, the babbling chirp, brook. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Uh, oh, here it is. I love how you crack yourself up. I do. I often do. Uh, but uh, somebody's got to. Josh right? and I are sitting here like, okay. <laughs> it, it's not gonna. It's not gonna turn me, uh, Tammy. It's too late for that. All right, Josh. So uh, Jeep's back together, and uh, you've, oh, yeah. you've started it up and uh, drove around the block. 
No, I wish. Uh, we're, we're still quite a ways away from that. I actually just shared with you guys this week uh, my laundry list of, of things that still need to be done. Uh, I know. And I like, just, was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Tammy ate it Just up, how too. much I am facing here as far as work that needs to be done on the Jeep. And, and even once I get the head back, um, what I have you know, after just getting the engine put back together, I, I still have a whole bunch of stuff to do after that. So there's there's a lot of stuff to do, and I, I've been you know sort of calculating the costs and 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 starting to prioritize uh, some of this because there's there's some that is in the need category, and there's definitely some that's in the want category, um, and and so there's you know things are getting prioritized and and, and figuring out the costs of of uh, of everything and whatnot. So um, I did uh, did talk with the guys at the head shop, um, and they're going to uh, look into helping me out uh, in maybe using some of their wholesale buying power. Uh, to source some push rods and lifters for me, so uh, I'm going to see what they come up with as far as that and what the costs are, costs are, and uh, and then weigh that against um, you know purchasing them through Amazon or you know Jegs or you know something like that. So mm-hmm. well, that's great. It maybe uh, at least shipping costs would be better uh, since they would probably have it or come in with a big order. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I've seen using their 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 wholesale buying power, uh, and I'm you know not sure you know where shipping and, and all that sort of falls into it, but uh, but yeah, if they're able to to get me you know pennies on the dollar or you know fifty percent off of you know what retail would be, then I'm absolutely going to take advantage of that, uh, providing of course it, it's components that I'd be willing to put into my engine and not just absolute garbage. So. Right. So tell them uh, tell them we're happy to plug them on the show, and uh, if they don't want to help you out, we're happy to give them uh, negative plugs on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you got a nice the, place uh, here. Know, it'd be it would be sorry if uh, somebody had to talk bad about it. <laughs> already was uh, we already plugged them a couple of times. I'll be happy yeah. to give them another mention again because they are pretty much the foremost head expert here in the Portland metropolitan area. So I mean, if you're anywhere uh, you know on the west side of the state of Oregon and you're looking for a good place that does head work, D and D Machine in Portland, Oregon is the place to go. Uh, these guys know their stuff, and they will sit down and talk with you exactly what you need, what you're trying to get out of the whole thing, and uh, and of course what it's going to take. So, uh, and, and like I said, they they are the foremost experts. There there's nobody else in the area that I consider taking my head to. Once I found these guys and what they were all about and their reputation, uh, it was a no brainer. It's just so scary whenever you're taking something that's so critical to your Jeep for somebody to work on it, and, and to me anyway, it's just it's so important to find a good place to do good work on and there's not very many people that do uh engine work on their jeeps uh they'll you know go to go buy another one or uh buy a a, a, a an engine at a junkyard and just replace the whole thing uh right. because uh, it's uh, it's easier and cheaper usually to, to do that uh so it's really hard to get word of mouth of where the good shop is uh, the only reason why i found one i mean i used to know one back whenever i was much younger and rebuilding uh, chevy engines uh, but that was, that's over in Baytown, which is a good 50 miles from here. And I don't even know if they're still in business or not. Uh, but uh, thankfully, uh, Matt up in uh, Conroe had a good place uh, that uh, he knew of that he had used. And they did wonderful work on my head. And as I was telling you, Josh, I think I only spent like 175 uh, or 225 uh, for uh, having a beautiful head done. It was kind of hard to put it in the Jeep. It was just so gorgeous. I just wanted to make a coffee table out of it <laughs> <Right>. or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll, I might be facing uh, uh, the you know something similar here, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm 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 just I'm really anxious, you know, because I I'm I'm starting to get that motivation back and and wanting to get the wheels turning and and literally oh, yeah. uh, and, and all that. So it, it's just one of these things where you know, and I and I told the guys I was like, look, no time frame or anything like that, but. 
you know, now that I'm starting to starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, as it Getting were, excited. Uh, I'm starting to yeah, starting to get a little anxious and stuff. But uh, but hey, if, if D and D machine is listening, uh, you still guys, no rush. So I'm just I'm just sitting here blowing smoke. Rush, rush, rush. <laughs> This is turning into a Jeep overheat uh, saga. You know, one of the, one of the things you you mentioned, Tony, was um, you know about finding a, a good shop. Now this this is a head shop. Well, I mean, this is a machine shop. Now these right. guys aren't going to install your lift. They're not going to you know diagnose your electrical problems or anything like that. Uh, this is not that kind of a shop. This is very much a specialty shop. They do head work. They do machine work. Um, so the you know, blocks and uh, magna flux and uh, all that good stuff. So wow, that's you know, if you're looking if yeah. you're looking for you know somebody to you know put on your lift for you. Well, I can get you guys pointed in the right direction. You're looking for somebody to you know troubleshoot a you know a broken rod or you know something like that. Some you know major mechanical. Well, I can point you in the right direction as far as that sort of stuff goes too. It's much harder to find a shop that does strictly head work and knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I won't need that for quite a long time. No, Tammy, you're you're a hundred thousand miles away from anything like that. Yeah. yeah, you're driving towards it though. Yeah, that's for sure. But you do have some mileage coming up here this weekend that you're going to be putting on, just in a much different way. Yes, on my my joints. Are you are you nervous? Are you anxious? To tell us no, about yeah, what's I'm going actu- on. Uh, that's yeah, not I'm legal actually- in your uh, your your neck of the state, is it? Yeah, joints. Not that no. kind of joints. <laughs> um. No, I'm actually. See, I'm I cracked you guys nervous. up. I didn't laugh at yeah. that one. I cracked you guys right. up. Just want to point that out. <laughs> now I'm cracking. Up. See, now you're cracking yourself up. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm doing a. I'm getting. I'm going to get muddy. Not my jeep, but myself. It's a, a terrain race. It's a, a running race. So what are you 5K. punishing yourself about, Tammy? What What have you been I don't know, done I bad? Just, <laughs> I just. You know, ever since the TV show Survivor, I'm just fascinated with those obstacle courses. I always wanted to do those. Um, I just could never be on an island like that or a place. Oh yeah. The survival aspect yeah. of it. Sure. No, so tell me uh, really, really quickly. How long have you been training for this particular race? Oh, this one, like maybe two months. Three oh, months. wow. Yeah. Wow. And that involves so, a uh, box of wine fitted on your head right. with yeah, two yeah, tubes, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just, I've just been running because I realized the last time I did it, I really didn't. I was kind of worried because there's lots of obstacles and um, I was actually surprised that my upper body strength, did okay on them but this one i'm a little worried because there's the monkey bars i was going to say is there uh, stuff you have to crawl up and over or just the monkey bars crawl up and over crawl in tubes crawl through mud crawl under barbed wire uh i would not eat beans for the for a week before the uh, the event if it was me tammy i i mean i don't know if you have that issue but uh, man that would just be embarrassing as uh, i'll get out little uh, extra thrust though yeah, that's that's what I'm doing, and then hopefully um, Sunday, if I'm feeling okay, I'm going to start working on my undercarriage and getting the fluid film on it. Well, all I have to say, Tammy, is lots of stretching before and after, and yes. drink tons of water. Yes, actually, tomorrow afternoon I'm going this place, and anybody who has arthritis or who is getting old and achy, this it's a new thing. It's called Stretch Works. Where they go and they stretch you and it's like, Ooh. it's amazing. Actually, they Josh, stretch you. you. You had me at they. Yes. <laughs> they I know. Well, well, you know, I was I was I was an athlete person. for a number of years. You know, I, I participated in ex- extreme sports for for a number of years. Um, sponsored pro, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, my joints are shot. 
and oh, and I, I I spend a, a fair amount of time every day, morning and night, uh, doing a little bit of stretching and stuff, just so I can you know get around and 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 all that sort of stuff. But to hear that there's an outfit out there that will either a come to you or you can go to them and they'll stretch you for you. Oh, oh that's just that is that is that's heaven sent right there to me. That's that's just oh. I've there's been. A new, gotta, there's a new kind of stretching that's a bas, baccia stretching, where it's an uh, anyway. It's gesundheit. really cool. Yes. But it's stretch works. I think they're all over the country. Uh, I've been sitting around for years, and uh, my joints are great. Oh, shush. <laughs> uh, CB, ham, uh, computers, and now a podcast. Uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it Was it worth it, Josh? I mean, I know playing sports is a lot of fun because I used to play baseball, a lot of baseball, uh, and it was uh, just really enjoyed playing, uh, playing sports never enjoyed watching it too much. I mean, somewhat in the baseball till the Astros just suck it up, uh, the suck the life, the sports life right out of me. And I stopped watching sports in oh. the eighties. Uh, but, uh, uh, playing sports was a lot of fun. Was it worth it? Uh, as far as the, all the crap that you're having to go through now, wouldn't trade it for the world, man. There you go. So why do you ask Josh about playing sports? You what, don't think what sports a girl did, can play sports? What sports did you play? Tammy? I was a volleyball player, a basketball player. I ran track. Volleyball is a lot of fun. I enjoyed volleyball vo- volleyball quite a lot. Um, I would try to play the whole court, court though. Both sides. <laughs> People really complained. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he scored yeah. 30 points for each team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a tennis was a lot of fun, but I uh, I just, uh, whoa, you just run your ass off uh, in tennis. And uh, it was kind of hard to uh, to keep up with that one, but baseball baseball was a lot of fun. Alrighty, well I think we're uh, we're done with that and really long yeah, show tonight. We're yeah. actually starting a ninety minute episode this uh, this week. Yeah, uh, so really. let's uh, let's <laughs> let's get over to Wrap some her up. Uh, weaving wear. Yeah, we'll go through this here really quick, guys. Uh, we have the uh, the big uh, off road expo coming up here at the end of the month, September thirtieth through October first in Pomona, California. If you want to find out what that's all about and how you can get there, head over to offroadexpo.com. That is the big one, guys. There is not a show bigger than that that's off road related. Uh, and speaking of large shows, that's off road. Trail Hero is happening October fifth through the eighth, guys. This is a world class event. Nothing has ever been like this before you talked you, you've seen off-road events before you haven't seen one like this uh bringing every aspect of the off-road industry into one event guys this is an amazing thing uh we actually had an interview with the founder rich klein on episode i10 you guys want to uh, hear about what this is and get the inside scoop about it be sure to check that out and you could always go to tra- uh, to thetrailhero.com to find out more we also have coming up a little something that we talked we're talking about earlier from uh, bigdogsoffroad.com uh, the Fall Crawl, happening October 14th and the 15th in Gore, Virginia. Uh, open to the public. They got night runs. A rollover Jeep, which is really cool. A fully caged Jeep that they actually roll over so you can experience what a rollover in a Jeep is like. Wow. A teeter-totter, an RTI ramp. This is a two-day event. It's free survival training classes. And all proceeds from the event go to benefit the Gore Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, so, again, if you're looking for more information on this, head over to BigDogsOffRoad.com. And we have the Ultimate Jeep Jam uh, 2017 happening September 23rd uh, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. in Katy, Texas. For more information, well, you can check out their Facebook page, Wildcatter Saloon. Uh, the, just This is all happening at the Wildcatter Saloon in on the Katy Fair, uh, Freeway, Katy, Texas. Uh, for more information, again, uh, just head over to their Facebook page, Facebook, and look, just 
type in Wildcatter Saloon, you'll be able to find it. Josh didn't have a stroke. I threw that in uh, in the show notes and didn't get a chance to tell him about it. It's a little thing that somebody, a friend of mine, told me about. Uh, he's into into Jeeps. I'm sorry, into Mustangs. And uh, he was telling me that they were having a Jeep event over there this uh, this weekend. So I threw that in there on the outside chance that we have some people in the, the Katy area. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in Katy, Katy, Texas. So this is only about, uh, I don't know, five or six miles from the house. So uh, oh, cool. uh, I was uh, I was told by my friend that they were expecting uh, 130 Jeeps, but there may be as many as 500 there. Oh, wow. So oh, cool, uh, Tony. I can't wait to, to hear how that went. So Yeah, uh, well, yeah. well you, you know how I am. We uh, And I just mentioned how I like sitting here in the chair. So... <laughs> And it's, oh, and it's not going to have air conditioning and I don't, oh, I, I don't drink. So it's a saloon, you know, and I don't have any Western style. Jeeps, not booze. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm planning on going, but we'll see. Uh, hey. We'll have some pictures up on uh, Facebook and stuff for that. Outstanding. But, uh, yeah. well, hey guys, are you like Tony? Do you know of yes. an off-road event that's coming up? Well, shoot <laughs> us an email with some details. Have you been to an Ajeep event re- recently? Well, by all means, let us know what you thought and what you saw. Call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102 and leave a message night or day. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, we'd love for you to take our survey. Please take a moment and take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. No pause needed. Hey, and if you're on Twitter, please include us in your tweets, hashtag jeeptalkshow. And to see your tweet on YouTube, use hashtag JTS Live. That's hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag JTS Live. Oh, we sure do love hearing from our listeners. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Google Plus, pretty much all over the internet. Just go over to your favorite social media and search for Jeep Talk Show. You will find us. Join us on the Jeep Talk Forum. Pictures, stories, more details on the how-tos or ask questions of the host. That's JeepTalkForum.com. And please call us anytime and leave us a voicemail at 530-675-4102 and you'll even hear it on the show. That's right. And don't forget, we have a free application for your phone or your tablet. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play and search for Jeep Talk Show. You'll find that too. Once installed, be sure to check the box, download latest three episodes. You'll have hours of entertainment with or without internet access. And join us next week for our last live show uh, that we normally have Thursdays, 10 p.m. That's going to be episode 300 because we're not going to do the live show starting with episode 301. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show for our last live show next Thursday. Hey, and are you doing a little online shopping? Be sure and go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. And folks, hey, if you want to follow me on my Jeep journey, just head over to jeepmama.com. And if you're looking for a voice or a uh, message for your product or your business, need some professional voiceover services, hit me up over at thevoiceofjosh.com. Hey, I bet you would do uh, PBX work, wouldn't you, where uh, they they needed some announcements on the PBX, like... uh uh, what, what is that? Don't we have yeah, a guy that the yeah, yeah, roadhouse? No, if you know your party's extension. If you know your party's extension. Yeah, they call that AVR, uh, oh, yeah, IVR, yeah. Uh, fun tree, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all right, I, hurry I up. do that sort of stuff. 25 seconds. All right, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google Plus and above all else. Be sure to tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show. No matter where you're wheeling, babe, you pack it in. Make sure you pack it out. Let's do our outdoor recreation and our wheeling destinations and as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to 10, always tread lightly. Nine, Stay as dead trails. Eight. No wheel where you're not supposed to. <laughs> like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. Not bad. Woo!
2010.